0: Listening to big sour natural. I don't want smoke, I just want smoke. 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 When I'm smoking green, cause I'm on your team. When I smoke the seed, cause I'm such a fiend. High as a kite, smoking water white. When I smoke the blue and I smoke the purple, purple. Smoking on the blunt, cause I wanna run. Smoking on the green, cause it makes me lean. Smoking on a run I scream. When I hit the blunt, it's a thicker cut.
1: Hi everyone, it's Cerise, um, and today, in the spirit of the video game, which we will be discussing and interviewing a renowned writer from in this episode... Uh, And which is set in Jersey City, a city which name and uh, appearance bears more than a passing resemblance to some of the towns I grew up around. I will be taking a moment right now to um, take part in a time-honored New Jersey tradition of Irish-American to Italian-American solidarity as a former ethnic and current honorary member of the irish community thank you to twitter user <laughs> at muppet lesbian that gave me the irish pass uh, once my true heritage <laughs> was revealed uh, check out the biracial hunger games episode of big sway naturals to learn more i would like to acknowledge that earlier this week was a holiday that some people call columbus day and as our uh, sitting Irish American president, Joseph Robinette Biden, um, recently said to commemorate the occasion that this day exists, to appease the mob uh, or you know Italian Americans. If you go on the White House .dot gov uh, website, there's a little proclamation for Columbus Day that's just all about like Italian American pride. Um, And acknowledges that that Columbus Day was uh, initially found, like, created as a holiday to um, apologize for the anti-Italian violence that took place uh, in New Orleans uh, in in the late 1800s. And that was then, uh, like, made an an official uh, holiday after World War II because the poor Italian-Americans were targeted, um, you know, for their uh, relationship to the uh, fascists in Italy. Uh, We do not have an Italian, or sorry, a, a holiday as far as I know to commemorate anything related to apologize for, like, Japanese internment. But, you know, like, Joseph Biden is glossing over that. He's got other things to say. Um and I think I I just also, you know, I have a final contribution uh of Italian Americans that I would like to lift up. Um and I was wondering if anyone knows if anyone knows where the country America got its name from.
2: I I do know the answer to uh-huh. this question.
3: Uh huh.
2: Uh, from a, from an, Italian, from an man. Italian man. His name was a his his name was Amerigo. Amerigo? Last name Vespucci. <laughs>
1: Vespucci, and that is how America was was given its name because he was the guy that recognized <laughs> through looking at the the maps that like uh, settlers made that America was a like a, a continent or something. So. Really, this country was built on the backs of Italian labor, and um, for better you know, or worse. if you think about it, it for was. Or worse, probably most people would say worse. I would just like to acknowledge <laughs> that contribution.
3: You know, in honor of Italian Ex People's Day, I would ask everyone to go get a slice, and just think about. The people, you know, that, that that you rely on for your freedoms, plural, um, you know, really really think about that. Have a have a moment of silence for for the for the Tony Soprano's of the world today.
1: Silence.
2: I did eat pizza earlier, like moments ago. I was eating pizza, so Man, you have you got to you get your
3: Italian ex ally card. About- in the mail the the police officers
1: and the firefighters uh two two known (laughs) occupations that are full of italians um who made it possible Mm -hmm. for you to have the freedoms that you have on this day the freedom to eat pizza and to have your rent raised um and I think with that out of the way, I just think it's important to, you know, like check, check my positionality, my privilege, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Intersectional vibes have been established. Um, I would like to introduce my friend <laughs> and also the writer of, uh, or a, a writer, I guess there's some other ones, um, of the <laughs> award-winning and very famous and very good video game um, Validate.
2: hi uh hello to my good friends kendall and cerise um my name is sam uh well i guess my last name's in the game sam taub that's my name uh professionally speaking and uh i am one of the writers for validate uh one of several and yes i wrote the perspective of the character amhari abdi
1: wow um can we can we get like a little around robin perhaps of uh just so that we can maybe like establish what our baseline knowledge is of uh the world of gaming um just just video mm-hmm. games that we know the name of um i'll start tamagotchi
2: <laughs> tamagaki is what i was mm-hmm. gonna say so mm-hmm. i gotta think of another one
3: um, um <laughs> what, what do we got what do we got uh we keep going until i don't know super out. monkey ball
2: <laughs> cool <laughs> yeah uh mario famously mario mario okay. Aqu- um, mm-hmm. oh the Aquapets, of course of course um i mean I am a very big, uh, I could probably give a TED Talk about the uh, Story of Seasons series, FKA, the Harvest Moon series. It's a whole thing as to why the name switched. Uh, Pretty interesting stuff. Uh, Stardew Valley obviously is a game that I play. Um, It is a game that I have many hours put into. Um i'm a very big fan of disco elysium i am replaying it right now with my boyfriend uh and we're having and a good what time what is
1: the ethnicity it. of this boyfriend of which you speak
2: i plead the fan is, is, is there any italian
1: heritage um, of yes us? Okay, well, oh. that gives you more, like the credibility that you need because I, you know, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. believe in um, writers, artists, creators, um, ever making anything outside of their own experience. I think that you can only write one hundred percent about the identity in in which you inhabit. And the experiences that you yourself had in anything else is toxic, problematic, potentially abusive. So it's important to me to know that, you know, if you're writing something that's set in Jersey City, that um, you would have proximity to people of Italian-American experience.
2: Of course, of course. Um, Obviously, authenticity, to me, as a writer of fiction... Um, is especially important Uh, hyper realism is I think how I would explain my own personal writing style Um, but I mean no I think that thinking about like representation and seeing yourself as like not just a character in a thing but like seeing a person who experiences life in a way that is similar to how you experience life uh getting to see that in a way that is done with care is something that i i do think it's important um i would not necessarily say that it is necessarily like the end of my politics uh but i do think that like in terms of like media as a person who creates media it's a thing that i think about um and it's a thing that i try to be like aware of um i think that like i don't know i think i figured out the like life hack to writing about people who aren't exactly like you if you would like to know i
1: would like to know and i've got some questions lined up for you about representation as well because this is something that i've been interested in ever since i was exposed to the uh media representation instrumentality project on tumblr to make all the disney princesses be uh, like people of color with ADHD so I'm really excited to hear your thoughts about it what is the hack
2: um I think at least in the context of Validate and in the context of Amhari the things that are a source of conflict in her narrative are things that I have like a pretty intimate understanding of whereas the things that are not part of my own experience even though they're important parts of her character they aren't sources of conflict they aren't like a problem in any sense um so like i very deliberately chose to not write a story of like self-discovery in terms of like identity um so like it's there are stories within the narrative of validate about like figuring out who you are in terms of like gender in terms of sexuality i in addition to like not feeling necessarily equipped to tell that kind of narrative for a character like Amhari I also like didn't want to um and I think the sources of conflict that I did end up leaning on are ones that I could express authentically uh because they are like things I have experienced and also on top of that like I am friends with people and like very close to people who do share those aspects of Amhari's identity and so it was just like okay I have like a lot of deep respect for all of my friends and how do I convey all of the like amazing things I know about them into this fictional character so it's, it's just like about just like view your characters as people obviously like when you're writing it can be it's like a complicated thing but at least for me I don't know any other people who are involved in fiction writing who don't see the characters they create as just like a person in their life
1: yeah that makes a lot of sense and um I think that I want to Back up a bit just in case anyone for some reason has been living under a rock and hasn't heard about the number one gaming sensation that's sweeping the, the globe. Um but can you tell us about uh the game Validate? Like what's it what's it about? Um y- what kind yeah, of game is so, it?
2: So Validate is a visual novel with mechanical elements of dating sims i think that's a a fair way to describe it um it is it follows the lives of up to 13 playable characters who are all struggling to find love in this crazy world we live in um the first volume has been out for a few weeks now it is available at at the moment of recording it is available on steam and xbox um in the coming days it will be available on the nintendo switch which is very very exciting um it is yeah i i mean it's just like an amazing game I am really really proud of the work that everybody has put into it and I highly recommend that you check it out
1: yeah I um I'm also really proud of the work that everyone has put into it I've been watching this process happen since uh two years ago maybe. Um so it's really exciting to see yeah, it's, it's been it's been a
2: long yeah. road for you guys. Like this has been has really been. amazing yeah, to watch. It's really
1: exciting to see it all it's come fun, to fruition. Uh, yeah um and I'm very proud of you. <laughs>
2: I'm excited to finally get to talk about mm-hmm. it. And like in addition to being able to like talk about it, I'm excited now that the game has been out for a little bit, I'm excited to like to some extent, talk about the stuff that happens in it, um, which is also really exciting.
3: Yeah, I kind of wanted to to jump on that because um, you know i i have I will admit I have not been able to play through the entire game yet, but I did play through um, all of Amhari's storyline first because I'm biased um, and I needed to, and it was it was just lovely. Um, and i just i i did want to ask like when you were creating emhari were there like some main themes you wanted to tackle like the, did you have any like plans for the character from the beginning when you were asked to be a part of this project and
1: could you also maybe tell us a little bit about Mhari as a character like emhari's <laughs> like i don't know character traits and backgrounds for people that aren't familiar with the game yet
2: yeah so emhari is a non-binary lesbian uh she is specifically by gender uses she and he pronouns interchangeably she is a parent of two twin boys named jaleel and jabari and she is a and the head of hr for the jersey city school district um Amhari is a character who is, I think, really dynamic. Um, I think that he has a lot of a lot of romantic appeal that masks a lot of serious emotional problems, uh, which is always fun. Those are always my favorite characters in media. And so I was really excited to get to write one. Um in terms of what i went in knowing um i basically went in knowing the characters like name age career and like ethnicity and nationality and i was like okay i'm working off of some concept art and some interesting facts how are we going to like put this together into a fully like a fully fledged human being um who isn't just like like i mean not to like validate gamer people uh like Gamergate folks uh <laughs> but like i very much did not want emhari to be just like a diversity checklist so to speak um and i know like everybody on the writing team has been working really really tirelessly and talking constantly about how do we make these characters as human as they can be and that's not just in like representing a really wide range of like kinds of person you can be but it also comes from just like writing them with a lot of care and with dignity i can say for certain like i'm not i can't speak for the entire development team uh but i can say that we all genuinely really really love all of these characters
1: yeah i think it's really interesting and um cool to hear that you like started with uh some knowledge about like what the characters like like I'm assuming this was the case for all of them, like what their identities were going to be, but then like didn't just leave it at that and use that as a jumping point for like um having a fully formed and dynamic character because I think that a lot of the time with projects where the aim is representation, it stops at the first part. Um and I do think like the intention of having diversity is like Useful up to a point, but not if it's just going to be left at that. Um, I uh, so I know I know some facts about you um, as as a friend of mine, um, and I know also that this was a collaborative process. So I'm just wondering, um, as a Virgo, what is your official stance on group projects? Um, And then how did this particular collaborative uh, process play out?
2: I used to be, I I don't know, I have a complicated relationship with group projects. Uh, Typically speaking, I ended up doing all of the work I in am not shocked. I, was like, <laughs> I am not surprised.
1: <laughs> this,
2: is,
3: this is a universal Virgo uh, experience. Wow,
2: kin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I definitely, like, I definitely struggled at first, I would say, with working collaboratively. And one of the things that working on Validate has taught me is that there is a lot of value in working with other people especially when other people can do things that i can't do um and i think that like when it comes to like the creative writing aspect of it working with other writers and having a team of other writers not only does it like it motivated me to keep working because oh my god it's so embarrassing to be the one person (laughs) who still needs to turn in your stuff like it is a shame that cuts deep into your soul i hate that (laughs) um so that and like Also just like having people to talk to and like bounce ideas off of that was like something I really enjoyed like studying creative writing in college of just like forming a group of people who would be my first couple people who would read whatever draft I was working on and whose advice I could Like, I knew I could respect it because I knew we were all on the same page in regards to, like, what we're trying to do here. And so having that experience, like, the whole way through, it opened me up a lot more, and I think I'm a lot more excited at the idea of working collaboratively in the future
1: you now you're supposed to collaborate at some point on white othello which has been on the back burner for a <laughs> moment but i'm it's gonna happen i
2: have been i have been writing notes in my copy of othello <laughs> regular Othello so <laughs> yeah just
1: uh everyone everyone watch out it's coming eventually I and I think that those are some very, mm-hmm. save very the nice day. words of encouragement for all of the little Virgos um out there listening it does get better uh <laughs> one day maybe um if you can find a good group of people
2: I will say the the dev team does have like a preponderance of Virgo placements well, in it.
3: Maybe, maybe
1: uh, that's what it uh, is. is. We, we do
2: have a lot that of them.
3: <laughs> so. here's, I didn't know here's that. The oh my God. Uh,
1: only work with other people like you, everyone else is incompetent.
2: Uh, <laughs> you mm-hmm. are the only one I didn't You are say the only that. one
1: that will notice all the things <laughs> that you think are wrong No one else is going to want to fix them Because they can't notice them um, Clone yourself
2: <laughs> I did not say that Those well, are not the words that I said personally
3: <laughs> You Well, like, speaking of the dev team You told me once, like, personally that, like Part of the reason like validate came to fruition is because um, it's like a it the dev team is like a group of people who kind of came together and agreed that there's like a, a pretty big gap in the uh, dating sim video game market um, for stories that are like intimate and based in you know a, a sense of realism when it comes to like romance and you know slice of life. Um, do you think you could like elaborate? on that idea um for the listeners at home
2: yeah i mean i'm obviously not going to like talk shit about other games especially like other indie (laughs) games but (laughs) you
1: made cerise sad
2: yeah i think that like (laughs) one of the like biggest and like most heartwarming pieces of feedback i i think i've gotten and seen about Validate has been that just like, people just feel so relieved that there are people who not only look like them, but like look like their friends, look like their partners, look like the people they see when they go like outside of their houses. Um, And I think that speaks to a lot of people not necessarily being able to find themselves like immersed in the story of dating sims that they have heard of i think Mm -hmm. that like the north american market especially hears dating sim they hear visual novel and they think it's gonna be just like a porn game essentially (laughs) um it's not a genre that has a lot of respect among english-speaking gamers and that's a shame because i think in terms of like storytelling visual novels offer a lot of really incredible opportunities that like a traditional medium wouldn't offer and i think they offer a lot of things that a lot of video games like especially like triple a games a lot of action games a lot of shooting games like they visual novels offer a level of like interactive storytelling that other games just kind of can't accommodate because there are so many other things that they need to accommodate that's not to say that like shooting games and like action games can't have a good narrative it's just that i think that the vast majority of them have other priorities, which is why it's like always notable when you have a AAA game that also has a really good story.
1: Um,
2: And at least for me, I play games because I like stories. I'm not good at video games. (laughs) I I would like to click on things.
3: The thing that really struck me about Validate you know first playing it and and playing through the first couple of characters is is that there's there's a real sense of like understanding what exactly makes a relationship messy and complicated um like the the kind of like interpersonal conflict that leads you to um even just like the inner conflict you have as like um like a first person character you know um how that can lead you to making mistakes that um because you draw conclusions before um they're even like confirmed um with this other person and that can lead to like so much just like inner conflict between each other um that can really be hurtful and at the same time like something that can lead to something even more um intimate and romantic in a lot of ways like that kind of complication can be something that leads somewhere really really wonderful and i loved seeing that that was like something that i feel like a lot of like people again you were saying like they think of porn games they think like oh if you just click the right the exact right uh dialogue piece that you'll you know you'll be down to fuck by the end and like it'll all work out um but it doesn't you know you can pick all the right you know endings and get the good ending but it's not exactly like perfect um, and something about that is just really striking to me, I think.
2: Yeah, I think that that was something we all on the writing team really set out to emphasize that sometimes like the best thing for a person at a given moment is not to be in a romantic relationship. Sometimes that's not what's good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, when I was writing Amhari, I think that, like, that especially was, like, what I was trying to get across, that this is a person who was like, deeply lonely, who has a lot of, like, emotional issues, who has problems with, like wanting to control other people and like the remedy for that is not necessarily entering a like long-term relationship it's like going camping and like calming down for a couple days (laughs) (laughs) no exactly like and the it's fucked up i mean all the stuff how
1: those people like who love the outdoors how they're right you know like I'm actually, I am actually like a it makes me so super, mad I love the outdoors now because I lived in fucking Washington and the hiking people got me and I like have a good time whenever I go and I'm mad about it like the whole way through <laughs> where I'm like I'm fuck I'm really enjoying myself and then I have to think about what I'm doing when I ask my friends if they want to go hiking and it's like this is embarrassing for me but it is what it is.
3: Um, <laughs> um, no, truly, when I get a bit of exercise, I start getting really, really fucking mad that I'm so that I'm so elated and happy. Like, ugh, goddammit, it, my mom was right. I really did know, need to go on a silly little walk. Like, this is so stupid. No,
1: exercising like <laughs> like three to five times a week and like drinking water regularly and like going outside are unfortunately like all really nice things to do for yourself. Um, And they feel like, like, yeah, they feel like good to do. The the, the endorphins thing is true. Like the sun has like magical powers or something that like make you happy. It sucks. Um, So I um, am not a Virgo, but I am uh, like a self-diagnosed narcissist. Um, And so as someone that is, deeply uh obsessed with myself um the number one question on my mind um besides you know maybe wanting to know a bit about your genius and your process is which character do you think is the most (laughs) like me um and also which one is the most like kendall um and and then uh who who would which character would you pair us up with also what's i need to know this is important to me
2: um cerise i do i am assigning you ashley kin so ashley code tell me me more about
1: this ashley character um,
2: (laughs) ashley is a professional twitch streamer Mm -hmm. she is a pro gamer um she hates all of her fans i know that's right and she (laughs) is she's a little she's a little bit of a bee Um, I really like Ashley. She is one of my favorite characters in the cast. She is super, super fun. Um, she I don't remember if she will be a playable character in Volume 2 or in Volume 3 of Validate. Uh, So I won't say too much about her because I don't want to spoil any routes in her perspective. But I just gotta say... I am a very big fan of Ashley Cole. Okay,
1: um, and, and then who are you pairing me up with, please?
2: <laughs> um, I think that you would do really well with, I'm not gonna say, <sighs> see, it, it's complicated because I do think you would go well, you would date and be a cute couple with Rocky However, Rocky is a homosexual, so I don't. I don't think. (laughs) uh, Yeah, that's not an issue for you. Um. So I don't. So yeah, keep it in mind. Uh. But I do think you would make a very cute couple. I do think that I also would pair you with either Catherine or Anaya. Um. I think that you would be able to. Get Anaya to stop having such low self esteem. Um, I think that I also think that you would enjoy uh, hanging out with Catherine, and I think that she would take you up on your offer to send spiders in the mail. To I people. do love sending so, spiders
1: in the mail to people, and I see that
3: Catherine does love. Catherine mess. is
1: a Capricorn, um, which is another category of people I love. I think just as much as the homosexual community um who's who's Kendall
2: Kendall I mean <laughs> the answer is very obvious Kendall is very much um I would say Keaton's son just Ashley like, oh Moon guys. and like well yeah but like he has like a personality. Um, Keaton, yeah, Son, does. Ashley, Moon, and Naya Rising is what I'm going to assign Kendall. Um, and I will also pair Kendall with Keaton um, because I think that if anybody,
3: it was embarrassing. Okay, when I was playing, I was like, I I like him, but I want to like put him in a little jar and I want to like shake him up. <laughs> I want to put I him mean, like a terrarium and just shake it
2: violently. <laughs> I. I feel the same way about Keaton. <laughs> he's a little creature to me. Um, he's not a real Kendall's boy. Kendall's also got a lot uh, of creature he's...
1: qualities, honestly. I do. I would never shake um, you. And
2: so,
3: I'm wearing I'm wearing a shirt that's covered in bleach stains. If, if, <laughs> I, if I could uh,
1: put Kendall in a little bag, like a goldfish, I'd, I'd I'd shake it until Kendall went belly up, and then I'd be so sad. I'd be like, Oh no, what happened to my goldfish? <laughs>
2: <laughs> if Kendall were a hamster, <laughs> I would just squeeze and squeeze and squeeze. <laughs> um, if Kendall
3: were a pile of ants,
1: I would take
2: a I mean, in addition, I think Kendall Keaton Kinney works uh, just because Kendall Keaton Kinney is fun to mm-hmm. say. It is. Uh, it rolls. It's an excellent phrase, uh, but also insane, mom.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, insane.
2: it's all there. (laughs) Although I, I will say I like Keaton's mom more.
3: Oh, yeah. MILF. (laughs)
2: I'm all aboard the MILF train. (laughs) I I had a lot of fun with that. I don't I don't fully remember whose idea it was, but I think I'm pretty sure it was my idea to just (laughs) have that be a thing in with throughout the narrative. I, I mean, yeah, Amhari's problem is that he loves women to, <laughs> like the idea of every beautiful woman he meets. It's like, ah, yes, this beautiful woman is my wife now. And it's like, well, hang on a second. She's also a person
3: emhari having to wear the i'm sorry women t-shirt and stand in the corner so i was
2: (laughs) like
1: ask if you you relate to emhari or is there a different character that you feel like is more sam coded
2: um i mean there are obviously parts of emhari that i personally deeply relate to um i think just like the kind of writer that i am i have a i i just My writing outside of Validate is all like deeply personal. uh, And so turning that off all the way is just not really how I do things. Uh, So yes, I do deeply relate to Amhari. I do also deeply relate to Harihi. Uh, I love him. Oh I love
1: him too. Mucked he's like, a big he's a favorite of mine, how too. Kendall
2: <laughs> Yes. much like how Kendall wants to put Keaton in a little jar next to a Rainbow Dash figure. <laughs> I want to carry I wanna carry Ariki Cooper around in my like front pocket of my shirt
3: him what you would to order at mcdonald's exactly just like get the fries feel, you need the energy that's
1: exactly how i feel about our mutual friend ethan who i know is listening to this oh. um and that's hey that's ethan. all that's all i wanted hey to ethan. say um i okay so i guess on the subject of emhari who i think is just a really well-written character that i like a lot um no bias there um what were some of the main themes that you wanted to tackle like with her character and like what, um, like maybe constraints were there within the, like the medium that you were writing in um, that came up with like around that?
2: Yeah. So I wanted Amhari's story to be about, uh, I would say primarily without going into too many spoilers Um, Primarily, I wanted the story to be about how to truly navigate relationships as an adult and also how to get over the idea you have in your head about what a relationship is supposed to look like. Um even though it never really came up in game. I do have a like very detailed backstory for Amhari and Noor uh, that I've talked about with the other members of the writing team. And it's this is like a person who jumps into serious commitment because he thinks that that is what a relationship is rather than it being an agreement between two people to care about each other and obviously commitment is involved in that but it's the kind of thing that you have to develop and it's the kind of thing that you have to really like actually want you have to want to commit to that person not just to like a relationship in general um and that's something that The character struggles with. Um, It's also a story about divorce. Uh, My parents got divorced in two thousand five, and that informs literally everything about my personality. You are (laughs) such
1: a bisexual.
2: I love no children by the mountain Um, goat, but
3: I I support you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think as a as a child of almost divorce, I I felt a lot of like the the, like, little struggles, like, that they, like, the constant conflict that, um, Amhari's ex was, like, causing throughout, like, all the stories, where they would just, like, show up, and it was, it, at first, it felt like you were seeing it through Amhari's perspective of, like, oh, like, they're, like, this, like, main villain (laughs) in, in my life, um, and then, of course, like, you start to realize, like, no, she's also a human being. (laughs) Right. Like, Yeah, and that kind of like, and the unfortunate part of having to realize the agonizing uh, idea of having to know this person for the rest of your life, despite uh, (laughs) now like not wanting to be together at all, is just, uh, it's so sad. Sam um, so having a oh, <laughs> coughing
1: and so a Um, I <laughs> so had Ballad. a question around the topic of representation, which we talked on a little bit. But I noticed that at the very beginning of Validate's announcement, it got a lot of attention. And I think that part of that was from normal people that were excited about the project and were, I think, excited also to get to um interact with like a piece of art um, where they could see themselves. Then there were less normal, uh, marginalized people who crave representation at all costs. Um, and then the predictable,, um, like anti-social justice, warrior, <laughs> like gamer gate spawn crowd because, Um, or like exactly because of the like identities of the cast of characters um and I I wanted to ask you about all of these different groups but I think to start with like the um the representation like craving crowd like I think that there is this there is a trend of uh for lack of a better term like Steven Universe fan genre <laughs> adults um, like who don't recognize that the artists that make the work that they like are also workers. And so there ends up being this like really extreme entitlement in their desire for representation, which I think is coming from an understandable place, but it's still um, manifest in a way that's just like not an acceptable way to Treat people that make something that you like um, or or to like a useful way to interact with art. Um, and they want the art that they've attached themselves to, to like do everything that they desire and lash out at the creators when that doesn't happen. I find it interesting that this never happens to... Straight white creators um, <laughs> hmm. um, when they when they mm, dip yeah. their toes into really like hollow representation, but it seems like the the burden of like doing everything for everyone, um, like often falls on. Um, artists of color who are like trying to represent themselves and their friends and their work um, and then end up falling short to an audience that like wants every aspect of their experience to be represented and so um, I know that you had to navigate some of that like as the game was first announced because there was a kickstarter project where the the entire idea of the, the game like was made known to people um, and so you had to, like, interact with that kind of, uh, like, fan base while you were still working and, and writing the game. Um, so what was it like to, like, navigate that? And I think how did, how did you, like, sift out helpful criticism, like, from the entitlement?
2: I think that, I think we were fortunate to not really have to deal with too much of that. I think that, and part of this has to do with like being people who have seen the successes and failures of other projects for quite a while. um, I think we were able to front load our promotional information and our Kickstarter with the fact that like we can't we can't represent everyone um that's just not really within the realm of possibility and that we're gonna do our best to genuinely represent other people and to like do so with care um we like as a team like sensitivity readers have been like hired and paid like it's like we're not asking people to like correct our mistakes for free or anything we're just letting people know from the get-go that like we're people we're not you know perfect beings and also that like we're doing our best and that we're not going to let ourselves become responsible for representing literally every single person who might want to see themselves in our game. It's, um, it's just not feasible. And for me as a writer, I, I just kind of let myself have the ability to not Not to say that I don't give a shit about representation. I do. It's just that, like, that wasn't the end goal Mm -hmm. of Validate. That was an important thing that informed why we made the game and why we made it the way we did. But it's not the only reason that Validate exists. We wanted to also tell stories about real people and real people are so much more than what they fill out on the census so which you should not do I, I and I think that speaks to I mean That's well, how they find I did a pretty fascinating project <laughs> that is how they find you um I mean yeah, although census census takers get paid pretty good, so I've thought about signing up a couple times. I would
1: lie to you if you came to my door and, and asked me to take the census um, so that you could get paid. Yeah, your, I don't.
2: I don't think they give it per hour. It's not like back in the day where they did like some ocular phrenology. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you just kind of like give people a piece of paper and hope they give it. Yeah, back. I
1: think, Like, I think I'm so. Um, I don't know. i have like, uh, so tired and maybe s- cynical from too many, like, disappointments of, of, like, promises of media representation that I don't um, really buy into it anymore as, like, a, a goal of mine or something that I think is, like, a means for liberation. But what I, I do think is really important is, like, for artists of color um to have like opportunities to make art and I think that that naturally does end up like um creating like more diversity that you wouldn't see um like if they weren't given those opportunities to make art um and I think that like these like cries for like a specific project to be everything um, like is, is definitely partly coming from a place of like not recognizing the people that are making something that you are, that that you're enjoying as workers. But I also think is like coming from uh, how few uh, like people of color and especially like black people get those opportunities to like write and tell stories and make art that then you are like asking one person who has been given like one chance to do one thing to make something that should probably actually be like 10 or 12 different projects. Um, and I think it, it places a really unfair burden on, um, creators that like, I just don't see happening. Um, like basically ever to white people. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think that it's also one of those things. I I could probably talk for like three hours about the way I think that that impulse is why the Adventure Zone is bad now. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's just like a a bonus take for me. But like, I think that like, yeah, I think our fan base has been really, really good about being respectful of our like capacity to do work especially because like this is like an indie project uh of like this is something that we did like basically on a completely volunteer basis because we wanted to make a game um it's one of those things where it's like it's not necessarily about the money. However, like we did put in a lot of work. Mm-hmm. We put in a lot of hours. I cho- I like actively did this instead of other things uh, that I could have done. You know what I mean? And I mm-hmm. did it because I wanted to. I did it because I care about this project. Um, And I'm really, really grateful that the validate fan base can recognize all of the work and all of the love that we put into it
3: yeah and and, i mean you guys had such a good tone i think on on socials and stuff from the beginning of like exactly um who you were like what you were planning on doing what your goals were with this project and frankly, what you were owed from the fan base that um, you were cultivating. Like, it it was an immediate tone set, I think. Um, It was also, like, the Twitter account is just fucking hilarious also. (laughs) Yeah. Can I just say,
2: like, it's really fucking funny. Um, I mean, yeah, that all goes to, like, how incredible the head devs are. mm -hmm. Um, Danny as head dev and, like, executive producer of Validate has done such an amazing job of just like not only cultivating a community of fans that is really really good but also like creating a work environment and like a development team where we're all on the same page and of just like communicating openly with each other Talking about our processes, talking about what's going right, talking about what's going wrong, and just like being available in a way that, like, genuinely made working on the project fun. I loved working on it.
3: You can feel that in the game, too. I mean, the way that the other stories kind of like translate into each other feels really seamless. Like, you would not expect that this many writers. Um, we're able to balance each other's like characters so well like it's re it's really interesting to see it's very it feels really seamless um the way yeah, that they move through each other's stories like it's crazy that's
2: something that I really genuinely love about validate getting to like see all of the characters from so many different perspectives like I think a good example is like you see Arihi as a romantic interest in Isabel's route and you also see him as a romantic risk ref like uh, person in Malik's route but to mimhari he is just a friend they're just friends they have an mm-hmm. established relationship they have a history together they get along well and that's that and so yeah. from that perspective you see a completely different side of this person you see like who he is from the perspective of somebody who actually like has taken the time to get to know him for a while mm-hmm. and that was also just like those are fun dynamics to get yeah. to right and to get to figure out little ways to like sow the seeds for routes and interactions that'll happen in the future and getting to make references to routes that are happening in other volumes like it just feel it was just fun
3: yeah it's it was it was so fun to play I will say like as I hope as as fun as it was for you to write you can know that it was really fun for me to play personally.
1: I'm very much looking forward to the Tamagotchi version that I hear is coming out soon. Um, And then the (laughs) Aquapets version that I believe is coming sometime in 2024. Um,
2: Yeah, look for that third quarter.
1: So in addition to um, like Steven Universe adults, there is a different group of people online, uh, particularly when it comes to um, like cool people that make video games that aren't like hideous white men that wear terrible outfits and like uh, boot cut jeans, but like one size too big. Um, I know that that. Um, Sometime in in the beginning of Validate's history, you or not you specifically, but the the game began to attract some attention from like the sons of Gamergate. Um I know that there was like a Kiwi Farm thread that was happening. Rest in peace, Kiwi Farms. Um and I think, rest <laughs> and piss. yeah,
2: rest in piss to uh, one of the worst blights yeah. on, like, truly, like maybe Web three is good if it no, means no more kiwi farms. We do not, I mean, it's not. We do not, not need but... to it to Web
1: three, but um, I, I am. Uh,
2: we absolutely really don't. Happy to, uh,
1: um, to dance on the grave of kiwi farms, um, but if I'm not mistaken. This all comes back to really the the very origins of this country, right? Where didn't um, the initial attention from the the GamerGate crowd um, result in for from the the announcement of your lone Italian American character? Um, You were accused of Italian American discrimination, right?
2: Something like that. It's, I mean, ultimately, it's kind of just like, these people are never going to buy this game. They're never going to play it. They're going to maybe watch a YouTube video of some, like, wannabe proud boy, like, dunking on it or whatever. But, like, that guy just gave me $15. I don't really (laughs) give a shit. It's kind of just like... And I think that like, it's a thing I learned just from like, being a black person on the internet and like being a Jewish person on the internet and being a trans person on the internet. It's just kind of like, these people are going to find any reason to shut you down and take issue with what you're doing. So it's kind of just like, I don't. I don't care. They're not my audience. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it was funny, because, like, like, not that Validate isn't a a fantastic game, because it is, but just that um, there are so many indie games that come out that it was totally possible for it to kind of get lost in the the sea of releases um, and not get the attention that it deserved. But I think because of the constant stream of, like, harassment... And, uh, like, inadvertent publicity like that um, sort of help boost Validate's profile in a way that I don't know why those people were not smart enough to realize that that's what they were doing.
3: Um, I mean, it's the constant right. Gamergate MO, right? To just to shit on something so hard that all of a sudden, oops, Anita Sarkeesian is talking at the UN. Like, you want right, to exactly. bully this woman into <laughs> silence and then, oops... Someone who right. admittedly is the thing that
1: no one wants makes mid content yes. all of a sudden this is, is the like. the thing that no one wants to talk about <laughs> with, with gamer Game, which Is that before, <laughs> like all those people started going after Anita Sarkeesian, she was making like three thousand view like YouTube videos that were extremely right. average about like the representation of Mario. And I'm not saying like she did not deserve the harassment that she got, but also like. She was she was just a person until they turned her into a huge figure. Like, she would have been forgotten about probably a couple years later or moved on to maybe making, like, more interesting um, videos. Or she
2: would have gotten a job at fucking BuzzFeed. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, it's like- not... It's not like, right, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm sure a lot of people heard about Validate for the first time Because they heard like echoes of some shitbag like whining that they aren't attracted to the characters in it. You're (laughs) doing Italian American
3: discrimination. My dick isn't getting hard. (laughs) This is is so
2: right. It's just kind of like first of all, it's not not a porn game. (laughs) It's not necessarily a game that's meant to get your dick hard there are obviously you know sex scenes they're not safe for work moments it's rated m for a reason and also like I know I didn't write any, like, explicit pornography for Validate, uh, you know, if people want to do that on their own time, they are more than welcome to, I'm not gonna read it, because I'm an adult, but, you know, I I do what you want to do.
1: Let's see, is there anything out there yet? (laughs)
2: <laughs> we do have a tv tropes page ooh, so yeah, and, and, ooh, um, we're... what's
1: the, the the like fan wiki thing that also exists let's see validate
2: it does games.
1: i i will just be briefly checking um <laughs> that but i'm glad that the harassment didn't like get get to you or that you didn't feel like it was limiting your ability to continue like working on this game
2: right and i think that like because our fan base was so chill and because we did so much to like let people have their expectations be reasonable from the get go i think that like we managed to create a community environment where like it was really easy to find the legitimate criticism um it's nothing that nothing ever came up that affected my writing process directly uh but that's not to say that like I still paid attention to that like because again like it was just easy to tell what was good faith criticism and concern and what was people just not being happy that there wasn't an Irish person in the game
1: that was me um i i'm sorry if you were bothered by my um like criticism where are these but it was, it was
3: where are the o'shaughnessy's where are the mulligans where are they that
1: you're throwing out our offensive kendall like <laughs> <laughs> you're just a stereotype you.
3: I... <laughs> Where are the auroras?
2: Where is the uh, accurate depiction of our president, Joe exactly. <laughs> Um But yeah, it's like, I don't know. And again, like we made it clear that like representation was a starting point for us. It was not the end goal of the game. And I think, again, that made it so that people who were saying who had a legitimate critique whether it be about like representation or just like how characters are presenting or if they had a concern or a question it's like we could just tell when it was in good faith and those are people who like again it's like they're getting paid money to do the labor of helping us make a better game and so it's kind of just like it's one of those things that's like actually, when you think about it, it's really fucking easy to do. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: I have a question for you. I think about like the work um, behind this project because I know that it is uh, an ongoing like in uh, issue in the like video game world uh, where like workers are being pretty severely exploited um and there's a couple notable incidents that probably come to mind for people um but just like (coughs) workers um like putting in untenable hours for virtually no money um or like really not seeing um any of the profits of a like game that has made uh, a lot of money for a like a huge company um as like an independent game writer, I know that you weren't under the thumb of a corporation, but you were also like responsible for raising the funds to sustain your own work. Um, and I I think I, I wanted to hear from you like what the like what the process was like of like like how much work you were you putting into this like what the the timeline was like um, because I think that. Part of why this is such an issue um, currently is partly because, like, fans don't um, see artists as workers um, and don't have, like, solidarity for, uh, like, with with the labor that the people that are, like, making the things that they like do. And when we have a weak labor movement, that makes it really hard for people to, um, like, get anything off the ground. Um, So, Yeah
2: yeah um i honestly like from the very beginning danny solange all of the other like head devs head editors people like kind of in charge of the various teams they were all very just like okay we're not going to crunch we um i think it was pretty notable we didn't give an exact date for release until we were very very ready to release the game um
1: yeah and what was the timeline like when did you start working on the game to when it was released
2: i joined the team in i want to say like november or december of 2019 we launched the kickstarter in the summer of 2020 um, so we had done some development ahead of that time in order to have, like, a playable demo available. Uh, and then somewhere after the Kickstarter, we decided to release things in volumes um, in order to, again, kind of be able to stagger like when we're developing we would take like after we met like a major milestone of deadlines we would like all take a month off and just be like okay we're gonna do other stuff in our lives and it's like in those months like occasionally I'd be like oh I have a really good idea let me sit down for an hour and a half and write it down but that was because I wanted to do it um I think any amount of like at least for me on my end any amount of like Crunch or feeling like, oh my God, I have to meet this deadline came from like my own lack of time management. And so I think that, like, just like as a team, we also all came in knowing that, like, like I had said before, we were very much volunteering to do this. And so because it was a volunteer thing, there wasn't an expectation that it be. Our number one priority at all times, um, and I, I understand that that's not something that everyone is able to do. I was and am lucky enough to be in a situation where I have a job that can pay for what I need to pay for. And I have free time to do creative stuff. And that's not to say I'm like a wealthy person. I'm literally a waiter. And before <laughs> that, I was like an underpaid TA at my university. Um,
1: that's, I, you know, that's literally but it, like, you're an academic. Uh,
2: allegedly. <laughs> allegedly I am. I, I In my planner, I crossed off finish masters degree and i wrote in decide if i'm going to drop out of grad school so <laughs> uh that's i'm not i might i'm probably not going to drop out i'm probably going to start taking classes again but like as i as i'm ready to do it bit by bit cuz i'm almost done i only have like 12 credits left but anyway You're valid. all that's just like yeah i was in a situation where i had the free time i had the like capacity um there were moments when i didn't when i was like really really going through shit uh and i was just not able to produce and i wasn't able to work and because danny and solange and the rest of the team was so open about communicating i was still able to say like hey i need an extension i got some shit going on in my life right now and getting a human response it's like it's shocking how rare that is but it's really it's a really beautiful feeling to know Mm -hmm. that like your team does legitimately have your back.
3: It's almost frustrating to hear, not because like, it's not a good thing, but because it's so easily a possibility, especially on the tail when we're recording this, like we're right on the tails of like Vom, uh, kicking out the, uh, the entire dev team of Disco Elysium. We're, we're, we're seeing a lot of really, um, terrible treatment yeah, it's a um, happening exploit,
1: like exploitative like industry um
3: like and it doesn't have to be it's very simple for it not to be yeah um, you hear about but... like
1: 80 90 hour like work weeks that people are putting in um getting paid the equivalent of like minimum wage or less um being completely right. cut out of and... the profits of a, of a project um and it's so so frustrating
2: that's part of why I really like, like, doing work on the independent scale, just like, it, I don't think I could in good faith, like, sign a contract to work at like a big studio like that, Ugh. for that reason of just like, I know. And I can't, if I didn't know, then maybe things would be different, but I know, and I can't unknow. So I I think like for me, at least we went in knowing and we went in with a mindset of like, we're not going to do that. And it feels really like I I think the game shows that.
3: Yeah, it it really does feel like it it was worked on intimately for a very long time with a group of people that were in very intensely collaborating
1: and now it's gonna um, make you rich or else everyone <laughs> buy validate <laughs>
2: <laughs> or else and
1: send sam direct send sam directly money
2: Hmm. i mean if you feel so Which inclined you should um, any of the cash app <laughs> <laughs> uh we can link it in the description nice. uh my like I don't know I think that like something that also feels really good like speaking of money is like knowing that this has given me the ability and the foundation to keep making more games uh I think I, I had a realization as I was working on validate that like I really like working in video games, uh, and it's something I had never really considered for myself before. I I'm not like a hardcore gamer. I never really have been. Uh, a lot of games give me motion sickness, so I can't play them. Uh, Skyrim gave me a serious migraine. Uh, but I so I can't tell you if that game is good or not because it hurt. Uh, but. I realized that like telling stories, I love telling stories. I had already committed to getting a master's in creative writing at that point. But I, I realized that like, it's such a new way to tell stories and to like interact with an audience that I don't know. I just like, I can't not. And I mean, Kendall, we went to the same clown yes, college, let's so <laughs> like... Let's hear that. This my
1: my bonus round question: Is what college <laughs> did you go to, and can you recommend? That college, no, to any teenagers listening, uh, because we do have teenage listeners well, and I like to think about them. I think of we them, do,
3: like... it's so weird. No, it's not weird. I support them. Oh, that's crazy. I, support them. I think of them as like my I, own. I don't, I don't think they are weird. I just feel, I, I only feel a little bit uncomfortable, only because I, I wonder if they're listening to it in the car with like their mom. It's not them, it's their mom. I, I'm worried about no. their mom. Are you holding
2: me? your mom hostage I, on the way to the outlet like, mall right now? driving
3: around with their mom wouldn't their mom
1: be driving you said Uh, uh, some of them are 15 yeah but then why why the mom mom is driving but it's their turn why do they need their mom in the car
2: well the mom is in the car (laughs) driving and they're like mom i want to listen to this cool new podcast don't worry about what it's called (laughs) Well,
1: okay, I I have no problems with teenagers or moms. I think that moms have the potential to be cool. And I was once a teenager. um, And I was pretty cool. So I care about our teenage listeners. And I have no issues with them um as as a whole but i might have issues with any of them individually just disp- depending on how they speak to me in my dms but i'm i just like to look out for them and so i know that maybe some of them are considering going to college which you i don't know eh, i don't know if you should do but but if you're I gonna mean... do it should they go to your school and what school was that
2: <laughs> uh should you attend sarah lawrence college mm-hmm. Um. Well, they print the diplomas in a sans serif <laughs> font now. So no, no, I'm, they changed I'm looking the font. At di- yeah, they oh changed the God. font on the diplomas. I have my. Di- I like have my diploma. It's in a frame. Thank, shout out to my dad for getting my diploma framed. Thank you. Uh, and it literally looks like it's fake. It looks like I printed it out by it myself. Look like it, from in a, like it, like... Yes, it, it looks like it came from Tumblr
1: University?
2: Yes, it literally looks like it came from Tumblr University. Because it's just like, I owe the government a, a several amounts of money for that education. And they printed off a fucking sans serif... I want the curly Q letters. I want calligraphy, damn it. It's like it, it's in fucking Helvetica.
3: They would change that's the annoying. font. Um I did not I did not get sans serif from this same college. Um, I well, I will say serious. I old as time itself I, I you are, are liter- two years literally
1: older. Literally immortal. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. Kendall has walked uh, this that, that is true. From, d- from <laughs> the the
3: very beginning. Um, from the from its conception, yeah. from the Big Bang. Uh, I can't recommend the college either. Um, there's just I specifically cannot recommend um, the the head of the disability department. Um, I cannot recommend uh, the, head certain, and soul the, employee. Head, the head and sole employee of the disability department who um told when I said um I need special accommodations for um deadlines and tests, please. Uh she said, Well, you take medication, right? So it shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> Super cool. Thank you. Um, I can't recommend some of the professors. Also, I can't recommend
2: like some of them. Also, there's a picture of Rahm Emanuel but... hanging yeah. up outside of her office, yeah, by he the way, that What's his deal? <laughs> he's, uh. he's, he's, he's Jewish. He's, he, I was uh, going to ask, is he one
3: of
1: us?
2: He's, he is. That's he unfortunate. is, unfortunately. <laughs>
3: Sometimes we're his, not sending our best. His code name, <laughs> his secret he, service he originally, code name is Tiny we, Dancer. No. Yeah, we don't have. Yes. Yeah, we don't. We don't have majors, but we have focuses. And Rahm Manuel's focus was dance until he, Honestly, I guess, joined Poly Sci, Jewish a men? Poly Sci class, and fell in love with it.
1: Jewish men love <laughs> to dance, um, so that's not that. It's not <laughs> that do. surprising to me. Um, Mm-hmm. They love to dance. they love to be like in the the theater um, and also to do like burlesque, which is I guess a combination of those two things.
3: Like um, here's what I can say about um, and I'll I'll say it here's what I can say about the, Sarah Lawrence the College. People? <laughs> <laughs> um, no about Sarah Lawrence God okay. <laughs> uh, it's that like the prose somewhat. Uh, they give more financial aid than certain other New York-established universities like NYU. And, you know, like, NYU would rather, like, like have you cut off each of their admins' toes than give a single cent.
1: I have to cut you off right there. You cannot list better than NYU as uh as an That's, asset of that can't... of a university that is uh a given for any
3: place that is not <laughs> nyu um fair enough um i will the say campus it's like this is I, really pretty campus is really pretty the some of the professors are really good i ended up having I love glenn i love i love glenn i loved um i loved glenn i loved show love julie Oh my god, Julie. I loved
2: I loved I loved Yuna.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh my god, Yuna. I, I tried amazing. to take all of her classes once. I been to do a couple of her talks. She's amazing. Wedding,
1: of which you know, we were all present. There was a we were there was all a there. table. And when I looked over at that table, I was sitting next to my friend Joan Summers, also our friend, Joan Summers of Our the, Friend. yeah, Our Friend. Podcast Eating for Free. Um, and <laughs> Did
2: you guys know I'm also friends with we Joan? We <laughs> are all
1: friends with Joan. And she said to me, is that the Omegaverse table or is that the Sarah Lawrence table? And I said I think it might be the same thing.
2: <laughs> um actually it was the autism table.
3: It was the oh, autism
1: table. Yeah, I was going to ask you Sam cuz we um we did a little round robin um when we guested on Gorilla Radio show's anniversary um episode not that long ago where I got everyone to share with me what their autism levels were. Um, I think Kendall was uh well done. Um, was was Kendall's yeah. response well
3: done? Um, not medium rare, well done.
1: You don't have to. Tough you don't have chewy. to answer this in steak you know, terminology. I'm gonna say, but just, you know, what's the?
2: I've never eaten a steak, <laughs> so. Um, I think that was
1: Kendall's quirked up choice.
2: I will say my autism level is the idea of eating soup confuses me to the point of distress.
1: <laughs> what's the, uh, like, what's the threshold? Like, what's, what's a soup to you? Like when ice cream melts? Um,
2: soup? No. No? No. What about like no.
1: a chili? Soup? Yes. Okay. Yes. So like bowl food um, that requires a spoon.
2: Bowl food that requires a spoon, yeah. Um, if it is majority liquid, it is soup. Um, I have recently been able to get myself to do like ramens and udon's, etc. But I am always very light on the broth, and it, when it's left over, I, it's like that's it. That's okay. I'm, when I've eaten all the solids, I'm. What done. about
1: ravioli um, and some marinara?
2: No, that's that's (laughs) solid. That is a Mm -hmm. solid. A sauce is different. Although I tend to be go a little lighter on sauces than most people. It took me a while to warm up to marinara. When I was a child, I used to have to get pizza with no sauce because I was like, "Not this is bad."
1: And I'm gonna say here's a very (laughs) early example of your Italian American discrimination manifesting at the very beginning of your life. (laughs)
2: <laughs> um, no, that's so, a
1: marinara hater
2: <laughs> Well, I like it now uh, But I just don't need that much I don't need my pizza to be, like, swimming in sauce Thank you yeah, You don't need that um, Sicilian-style
3: pizza that's, like, uh, sauce on top Or what kind of, like, Italian-style pizza is that Where the sauce is on top and the cheese is on the bottom? I
2: There's, don't like, know some, that's,
3: Maybe like, it's that's just
1: Italian-style I think you're thinking Chicago-style not, which is I might be well, thinking should...
2: live in Chicago Okay too. there's they there's have that there. and then there
3: was this whack place in DC where I used to live where they did serve sauce on top of the pizza and everyone loved it. And I cannot understand, I could not understand it for the life of me. Like every time we went, I was like, please, can we just go somewhere else?
2: This Well, Detroit style pizza has sauce on top, but it's not all over the whole thing. It's like yeah. in in sections. And that's I can't okay. I don't care
1: about places that aren't New Jersey. Um, <laughs> I, I think I have a couple, uh, or I have like two like quick questions for you before we maybe close out and one is um validate does take place in a uh fictionalized jersey city it seems is this an admission that new jersey is um like the greatest place on earth and the most elite uh like cultural output center on the planet um
2: um i mean yeah i i would say so uh i i am not from new jersey i believe the head dev is also not from new jersey i know there is at least one head dev from new jersey uh i think it's kevin but don't quote me on that uh my aunt and uncle live in new jersey Mm -hmm. they live in northern jersey though so it's kind of like "Eh." yeah i don't know uh, but they're very nice people And I like them a lot It's my aunt's birthday actually um,
1: Happy seasons. birthday
2: Yeah This is the um, kind of representation but, like, that
1: matters to me And it's important <laughs> to me also that you're rattling off Like your proximity to New Jersey people To you know like kind of justify Like are you allowed I to Jersey write friends?
2: <laughs> just kind of like There are enough stories set in New York There are enough stories set in LA um there are not enough stories set in Detroit but that's my own mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is it and
3: uh... yeah.
2: <laughs> I have never seen that documentary. <laughs> um I yeah. I had a friend in high school who had a crush on the guy who worked at our local 7-Eleven and she used to always be like, oh, I want him to take me into one of the old factories like an eight mile and like, we'll do it among the machinery. And I'm like, I guess that happens in that movie. I haven't seen it.
1: Have you ever felt like the white M&M?
2: Um, I always feel like the white M&M. Um,
1: okay. I think my, like last question for you is um do you have do you have any like opinions, statements um just like thoughts? It doesn't have to be on validate that you want like you have a platform right now. Um we have listeners. Um, do you want anyone to hear anything? Do you want them to hear from you?
2: I think that um you should listen to Eating for Free. True. You should listen to Big Soy Naturals, which you already are. Oh. Um, I don't know. I the stuff I'm working on at the moment are in the very early stages. So I don't have anything oh, to say about your that. They should Harry
1: Styles' story. It's so good. Oh, they
2: should. Um, it's I will really good. also give you guys a link to my like little writing website that has other links to the things that I have done, including a short story that I wrote in the Rumpus called "Harry Styles Saves Me from Transphobia," a Wattpad dialectic. Um, that is some of the deeply personal writing that I've mentioned before uh and that is something that I think informs a lot of the fiction writing I do outside of Validate um yeah I'll give
1: Harry Styles
2: my current stance on Harry Styles is that like he is not interesting enough to be in the news cycle as much as he is um but I think that's the exact reason why he's in the news cycle as much as he is uh I think that he is a cardboard cutout of a person and that's exactly why he's so marketable and that's what I like about him mm-hmm. um if you read my uh seminal work in the rumpus you'll understand this completely uh but no I mean I think that uh in terms of like I I don't know i have like my own response to the like eating for free don't worry darling episode that's like yes you guys are 100 percent right let me talk about harry styles for 45 <laughs> minutes uh, so it's it's just kind of like i don't know he's i i have other stuff that i am currently more interested in simply due to the fact that like this current news cycle for Harry Styles isn't particularly interesting to me. Um, I don't really care about his human relationships uh, because to me, he is not a real person. Is,
1: is Harry Styles hot? And then can you like calibrate that answer for us by naming like two or three other hot men?
2: Um, yes i think he is i think others i could name uh in a general sense uh i suppose rami malik is one um another i i do think matthew gray goobler is quite handsome in the way that i would like to break his (laughs) kneecap Um, but that is for another upcoming project. <laughs>
1: you, you're also a hot guy.
2: Yeah, uh, also me, I suppose. Yeah, uh, that is true. Um,
1: I, maybe this is as as good of a time as any to close us out. Um, Sam, do you have like social media that people could follow you on if they'd like to? And And also, can you remind everyone where they can find and play Validate?
2: Yes, so Validate is available on currently available on Steam. It is also available on Xbox. It will soon be available on the Nintendo Switch for all of the gay people out there, myself included. Shout um, out LGBT. I Yes, we love the LGBT. <laughs> um you can follow the official Validate Twitter at validate game. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Slampora. Um, in my bio I have a link to my writing portfolio, which is samtob.card.co. Eventually I'll transition into a grown-up website, but for now I have that. Um yeah that is where you can find me.
1: Thank you so much for being on. And um, Kendall, I'm going to request that you make our ending music a certain song by a certain white rapper that attended your school (laughs) that is the A Certain Son (laughs) of a oh absolutely
2: certain, certain oh my god famous
1: yes. <laughs> uh, famous actor mm-hmm. but i think that we're going to leave i took it... a
2: literature class with one of the video we're girls we're gonna leave it up song, to our audience so... to guess
1: uh, i what, also took one what actor oh my god he is the famous son mm-hmm. of um but you know listen to the lyrics for legal reasons and see if you can yeah figure for legal it out. reasons guess correctly we'll let mm-hmm. you know um <laughs> this has been Big Soy Naturals. <laughs> I am Cerise. You can find me on Twitter at Commodify This. Um, you can find uh, Big Soy Naturals everywhere, just at Big Soy Naturals. And uh, Kendall is at She Herzog on all the places that matter. And our website is bigsoynaturals.world.
3: Yes, and feel free um, also to check out our merch at BigSoyNaturals.Church. True, true. Send us an email at uh, BigSoyPodcast at gmail.com if you're uh, the type of person who sends.
1: We have an official email now that I paid money for. I keep forgetting. I mean, that one also works, (laughs) but it's just like I did – we did pay money for the –
3: it's, we did pay money for yeah, the other one. so please please, please send it to the other one
1: At bigtorynaturals.world <laughs> because you should be apologizing when you speak to us. Send us an email with yes. your guesses about who is the rapper. Um, of, of the upcoming <laughs> um, song.
3: Yes, and and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They let you leave reviews now and it helps boost us in the algorithm.
1: That they let that they I let know you I have now.
3: I know, <laughs> I know, but people, but people don't know. The people don't know. Some people don't know that they're starting to let people buy audiobooks on Spotify. Uh, Ew. Um, <laughs> like, I just would like to see even, like, a one-star review would be fun for me to read. I just,
1: well, oh. <laughs> okay, you want written ones. I,
3: I would like a written review. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be fun to see... And it would boost me in the algorithm regardless of what you rate it as. So um, leave us a review. Um, and I guess that's it. Um, all right, goodbye.
2: Bye.
0: When you can answer, he's to teach me what to think. I don't want to smoke, I just want to smoke. I don't want to smoke, I just want to smoke. I don't want to smoke. When i smoke the greens cause I'm on your team. When I smoke the C cause I'm such a fiend. High as a kite, smoking water White. When I smoke the blue and I smoke the purple. Smoking on the blunt cause I wanna run. Smoking on the green cause it makes me lean. Smoking on a gun and I smoke and scream. When I hit the blunt, it's a fake cut. When I hit the blunt, I give a fuck. When I hit the blunt, I don't give a fuck. I don't want to smoke, I just want to smoke. I don't want smoke, I just want to smoke. I don't want to smoke, I just wanna smoke. I don't want to smoke. I don't want smoke, I just want smoke. When I hit the pipe, I'm like Walter White. Walter, when I hit the smoke, I feel like a dope. dope. Yeah, I like green cause it makes me lean. Yeah, and I smoke high cause I'm blowing smoke clouds. Crystal. When I am getting high, then it's time to smoke. When I'm smoking loud, then it's time to blow clouds. When I hit the blunt, I don't give a fuck. When I hit the blunt, so like Jordan. give a fuck. I don't want smoke, I just want smoke. I don't want smoke, I just, I smoke. <laughs> smoke. I I I just want smoke. smoke. I don't want smoke, I just want smoke. I don't want smoke, I smoke. Mm-hmm. Big in Naturals.